0: ladies and gentlemen my name is xander mcintosh i am the heavy metal messiah and you are listening to the caddy chat wrestling podcast with one of my best friends one of the three best friends that anybody could have mr johnny cadillac and his guest for this episode is also my tag team partner and also one of my best friends the sieve so ladies and gentlemen without further ado i bring to you johnny cadillac and his guest the sieve oh you better believe in the sieve baby
1: it's time to show And before we go any further in this episode of Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast, take a listen to this. <laughs> You have a long road ahead of you, and we're going to start right off the bat with that. Okay. I, I bet you want to know who entry number two is. Yeah. Well, Christians have have you know. This man is a blast from your past. He trained with you a long time ago. sure that you're going over to top rope tonight, I went ahead and paid him buy-in for tonight's rumble. 200 And joining me on, well, first, welcome to another episode of Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Cadillac, and joining me today is entry number two, The Sieve.
0: Is that rumble still going on? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: well, no, I, I paused. <laughs> I'm in real life. Like, am I still number two? Am I
1: still the second entrance? I mean, so have I been technically eliminated <laughs> <laughs> Axelmania, the sieve edition is running wild, <laughs> yes, but,
0: Johnny, I am here. I am in the flesh, and we're going to be talking a lot today about about two
1: thousand twenty three yeah well let's uh, yeah, yeah, we are. I was going to talk about the rumble, but you know what it can wait, okay, okay. but uh no, so what what we played there, and I, I thought it was important, and i I don't know why. So you've been, this is your your third time this year being on Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. Your second time as a guest, because the last time you were on Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast, you were a co-host. That's correct. I mean, you were kind of the host taking over my podcast with your special guest being Johnny Cadillac.
0: And if you haven't Mm -hmm. heard that yet, that is a great episode. It was a tag team tournament of the best (laughs) tag team in the history of professional wrestling.
1: And speaking of tag team tournaments, all I'm going to say is we are going to have you on in the future for another episode of Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast, obviously, but there's a reason why I said that when it comes to tag team tournaments. And that's all I'm saying there. Keep oh. the listeners on their toes. Gotta keep them on their toes. Sounds good. Sounds but fun. so how how was that? You know, you you've been in here in the studio with me for the record. I played that live while we were. As as the listener heard it, like obviously this is a recording of the podcast now, but it's not something I just went in and post and added in. I played that for us. How was it listening to that back?
0: It seems so long ago, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like it was, it was a rush for me. It was my return. It was the first time I've been in a professional wrestling ring for almost eight years. So to come out, to see how the crowd was going to react to me, and and of course. The Lincoln crowned at an MWA show does not like me, so or, or does not like you, so so <laughs> yeah. right away they would not like me.
1: They they because a lot of, a lot of the fans that we had that show weren't necessarily around for for when you were in MWA eight almost eight years prior, mm-hmm. and so and maybe some of them were, but like for most of those fans, you were completely new to them. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't really a return; it was a like kind of a debut for you in their eyes.
0: It almost was kind of like a a new debut. Uh, I remember um, uh, sometimes me and his views do not coincide. However, um, Brian Blade, um, on a previous episode of Caddy Chatter Wrestling Talk podcast, he did state that, you know, it seems like I've kind of found myself and my fitting a little bit better than I was before. So it almost was like a new debut.
1: Yeah, and he gave you a lot of credit. That was the episode where we went over – most, if not all, of the names of MWA that I worked for, at least more than once in the six years I worked for MWA at the time, including this eve, and you were one of the names I saved for last, because, well, my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh,
0: Well, one-third of the best friends. Yeah,
1: shout-out to Xander McIntosh, the other third of the my three tag best team friends partner. that anybody could have. Your tag team partner. The MWA tag team champions. Correct. And last time... You were on Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. You were here as one half of the MWA Tag Team Champions. <laughs> it has been a good year for you though, Steve.
0: <sighs> it's been a crazy year. It's and been an eventful year, and I'm so glad to be back, and I'm excited today to be reflecting yeah. on this year.
1: I mean, so, uh, no, I'll save the the couple words I was going to say there. I'm save it for the very, very end. So just have to wait and see. But, yeah, going back, so Brian Blade gave you a lot of credit he gave the, the entire MWA locker room over the last 6 years credit but it was still true like i don't know cuz i wasn't around i i mean i was around but i wasn't in MWA 8 years prior to see the work you were doing there i uh i hadn't i worked with you in a venue that wasn't really working prior to that and we won't talk about that <laughs> but um i mean i wasn't i in the MWA setting, I wasn't around when you had your initial kind of heyday in MWA. I saw you at, at Magnum a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I saw a guy named Steve M. Punk. <laughs> I saw a guy named Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. I don't know if I ever saw the Sieve there, but <laughs> I could have been deceived. <laughs> but, oh man, so many puns that are just so much fun. But, um, no, and and... Oh man, I I smile and I'm glad I found that clip that we played at the beginning of this podcast cuz it was it will forever go down as one of the great moments in my my tenure at or with MWA just because it was a surprise to me too. Now, I knew obviously I knew longer than the crowd did, but not by long. Mm-hmm. Um I remember I was on the phone with you and I was just like, "All right, we have the MWA Rumble tonight." I, I got to get there, and you're like, yeah, and then you're like, oh, I, I just saw somebody, or I don't remember what excuse you made up, and then you had to go because you saw one of your old MWA coworkers in the parking lot. I didn't know that, and I get to the venue a couple hours before the show, I see your car, and the first person I see when I open up the doors is you in the ring, and you're like, surprise, <laughs> and, uh, um, and I was like, what, and, and you're like, hey. I'm um, even better. I'm entry number two in the Rumble. I was like, "Oh, we're gonna have so much fun with this," and we did. And uh, unfortunately, Christian Temple did go on to win that Rumble. Unfortunately, but but, but at least
0: was, I didn't have to pay the hundred bucks or
1: whatever. No, yeah. Unlike everybody else, other than Mister Fitness, 2, he had the Cornusker Social Hall, I think cover. It was either the Cornusker Social Hall or Hubby's Timeout Bar. One of the two ended up covering his entry. But you are the only one who had another individual. Um, the only one who had another individual cover cover your entry, and I, you know, did not ask you for the money back. And it was just, it was truly a great time though to be able to, because that was the first time I've ever ring announced working with you. So to be able to actually introduce you to the ring, man, it gives me goosebumps every time.
0: You know, like, again, we may have our disagreements, me and Brian Blade, but he, you know, he reached out to me. I think it was the show beforehand. I, I think I might have went over to the after after party at Hubby's. Okay, and he's like, "Man, like, you know, we'd love to have you back at some capacity." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." You know, sometimes you know you just have the, the itch sometimes or whatever. But I was really feeling a lot better. My knee and my leg, all in itself was was really holding up. I really felt like I could put a lot of pressure on it. So I was like, "Man, like, I I feel like I could I could do this. You know, I could come back, especially for for a Rumble." Like like for an over the top rope. I
1: mean, that was it was a good test to yeah. to try your I mean and you see it like in WWE with the Royal Rumble, you saw that, that was how Edge returned. That was how Christian returned. How how can you really see if you have your footing back and not risk it too much? Come back in a rumble. Yep. I mean the crowd's gonna go nuts and uh I think the ring announcer went more I mean, I hit my microphone there. I think the ring announcer went more nuts than anything else at last year's rumble, but still like had the crowd been more familiar if it wasn't 8 years or they just had the longevity as cuz I think I mean have you seen the MWA crowd progress a lot mm-hmm. from what it was 9 years ago now?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Lincoln is definitely the home of MWA and it the crowd's bigger, the crowd's hotter. They know the characters, they know they know the, you know, the the workers, they know the storylines. So it's really good to see that and it's 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 awesome to see how MWA has even been, you know, built, you know, even from whenever I returned back in January until now.
1: And honestly, in reflection, I'm going to just say it right up front, I've been in MWA for six and a half years, and so a lot of full years in that, obviously. And I want to say 2023, especially in the Lincoln-Nebraska scene, might have been one of, if not. It was for sure one of, if not, it was the very best year the MWA has ever had since I've been involved, and that's you know obviously I've been in programming with you know I, I'm still at odds with Christian Temple. Nothing's been resolved there, mm-hmm. and I don't think anything ever will be resolved <laughs> unless he because I don't think he'll ever learn respect, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I don't know. I don't I don't see that rivalry ever ending, but I mean still with the shows and and like even the production elements is. Immensely gotten better. It was a very, very hot year for MWA. You had a lot to do with that. But let's look at your career. I mean, again, you were on shortly after your comeback. I think at the time you were getting ready for your first singles match against Christian Temple. The Rumble went well, and you're like, "Hey, I can do this more." I, I think let's try a singles match, and then, and then, <laughs> and then you took off from there. And um, we won't talk about that match with Christian <laughs> Temple necessarily that much, especially not at nauseum, but. And it it did it picked up from you and tour deceive never stopped.
0: Yeah, the tour deceive you know is continuing right now. It's pretty pretty good, but you know go back to that just that rumble. You know I I, I felt good um and I and and I kind of just slowly edged into it. Well, I guess I say slowly, but um, my next set of matches was against Christian Temple, uh, Diago Diablo, and then Donnie Pepper Cricket and Kid Kamikaze back to back to back (laughs) on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So (laughs) I didn't really, like, I just had to just get back in there. You know, there was no, there was no stopping it. It was either I was going to do it or I wasn't going to do it. And after that, after that weekend, still felt pretty good. So,
1: so, um, let's see from here. There's a couple different things I want to talk about, but let's, I'm going to ask you which one you want to talk about first. Do you want to talk more about your matches per se right now, or do you want to talk about like MWA production elements, which you were very much involved with?
0: Uh, uh-huh, let's talk about matches. All right. I feel like that's pretty good.
1: Um, so as the active listeners of Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast know, uh, last week I had Ryan Romantic on the show and we were just talking about how the <laughs> night <laughs> the night prior to to uh, the recording of that episode, Ryan Romantic worked for a company called P W P Pro Wrestling Phoenix, in a, in a match against the Sieve. Now Ryan did come out victorious in that unfortunately. Ooh. But it was a bigger, I'd say that match, despite the fact it gave him entry into the White Elephant or whatever that Candy Cane bow Royal was that they did, Yep. but um, that match I think was a bigger deal for you, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to steal your thunder. (laughs) Why was that match with Ryan Romantic a bigger deal for you than it was for him?
0: So I started my first uh, professional wrestling event back on the 27th of January, and that M W A Rumble. Since then I have had fifty matches. That was my fiftieth match of the year. Which a lot of people don't get that opportunity. Um and when you say that things, you know, jetted off for me, it really did. Um to have fifty different types of, you know, matches, bookings, um, all throughout the Midwest. Man, it's uh it's a journey.
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's see. How many different promotions did you work for during that time?
0: I believe there was Twelve. Twelve different promotions. And how many states? And nine states. Let me think back. Hold on. Wisconsin, Minnesota, Ohio, Illinois, Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, Arkansas. And then I feel like I'm missing one.
1: Did you actually work in Texas?
0: No, it was like right on the border. Okay. Yeah. Texas, like Tex- Ar- Tex- Arkansas. Tex- Tex- Texas yeah. I technically should count that, but I but I don't. <laughs>
1: I think you said both uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin, I believe, yep, and yep. Yeah, yeah, I don't know.
0: So eight. Oh, yeah, and you said Kansas. Never mind. Yep, in Kansas.
1: Yep. So yeah, it was uh, a <laughs> was quite a year. Like twelve different promotions, eight or nine different states, all in your return year. Like we a year ago at this time. You were nothing. you were feeling pretty confident but you didn't know for sure and you weren't going to know for sure until you actually stepped foot in that ring. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to you even you got past the rumble, you were feeling great after the rumble. But I mean, that was that was a rumble. There's elements you had time to rest, but you know, working a singles match is a lot different than working a, a rumble match and you know that all too well. Like more mm-hmm. than I would. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Yeah, um, and and cool thing about that too was um, on the twenty seventh during that MWA Rumble, I did not tell anybody about my return. Nobody, yeah. I don't, I don't even think my kids knew. Well, Maybe I might have told one of my we, kids.
1: We were we were just hanging out with your brother, uh, what last week, mm-hmm. and and he he was reflecting, and he's like, I was there from the. I don't. Have I, the Steve? Have I ever been to a Rumble event before? Like. I, well, I, I made my return at the Rumble last year. I would have been there. And then that's when we reminded him nobody knew, nobody knew. including your own brother yep. about your comeback.
0: Nope, nope. And then everybody uh came to see me face Christian Temple at the March third show. Wrong
1: result, but <laughs> <laughs> wrong
0: result, it's okay, but it was still a great and fun match and we still told a told a great story, so
1: So uh let's uh who are some of the 50 matches, that's incredible, especially for a comeback year where, again, you didn't even know for sure how long your intention was there, obviously. And I even remember at the end of the year, you were were stressing a little bit because you were at 49 matches, (laughs) and you're like, can I? All you wanted was 50, and you hit 50, and I was, as as one of your best friends, I was proud of you, and I know you were proud of yourself. You you hit that milestone, especially for just a comeback year. You know, people
0: don't realize that's that's almost one match per weekend. Yes, yeah. that's 52
1: weeks in 52 a year. 52 weeks
0: so, in, yeah. a week, uh, in a year. Like that is almost one once a week, once a weekend that I am away from my kids, that I'm away from my family, that I'm traveling, that I'm doing something. So I mean, it, you know, obviously, you know, it is a lot. <laughs> I mean, with my kids having, you know, sporting events, birthdays,
1: and you, you, because being a dad still came first for you. Mm-hmm. That's the incredible thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that you didn't miss like your son, your oldest son, very involved in football, mm-hmm. very involved in, in wrestling at his school, and you you never missed a meet. Nope. You never missed a game. You were always there, on top of working 50 matches in 2023. Yep. How many wrestling parents, how many parents who are wrestlers can say that?
0: Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know.
1: I mean, and then this is your your, your third podcast appearance in uh, on Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast over over the last year. Um I mean
0: did a commercial.
1: Yeah. We? You you've done other podcasts like getting ready for a big three stages of the, three stages of hell match that you've recently done. Yep. yep. Um yeah it's 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 incredible. Yeah. And
0: uh it's a, it's a lot. It really is a lot. I can't really I can't put it into words how but, I've how I've been able to accomplish it. What I did.
1: There's so many different things I want to talk to you about this and the first thing I want to talk to you about because we've already alluded to it, any t- and I talk about you on this podcast all the time. Mm-hmm. But if there's one other person I talk about with you, it's not Christian Temple. It, of course, is a heavy metal messiah, Xander McIntosh, uh-huh. the other third of the three best friends that anybody could have. And let's 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 look back a year ago because Xander McIntosh hasn't really he's go- gone to some, but especially when we were at Hubby's Timeout Bar. Never really went to the MWA after parties mm-hmm. and, you know, you with working your shoot job and everything else, that's all you had time. If you were involved with the MWA people at all, that's all you had time for was just going to the after party and um where you had those conversations with like a Brian Blade. But my point is a year ago, you didn't even know who the heavy metal messiah Xander McIntosh was. Full disclosure. And now, I mean, you guys are very close, as I am with the two of you, the three best friends that anybody could have. Shout out to Xander McIntosh, of course. And uh, But it's a little bit bigger of a deal because you have some championship gold that you won a long time ago in 2023, but for quite a while, and you haven't let go. And I don't see you guys losing the titles every once in a while. And, of course, I'm talking about the MWA Tag Team Championship and which, uh, sorry, Lassie, do you want, can you remind me, who is your tag team partner? Xander McIntosh.
0: The heavy metal messiah the Xander heavy McIntosh.
1: And, and the, I mean, it's just, you guys went from strangers to tag team champions. And let's face it, you went from strangers to tag team champions to the best of friends. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say in that order. You were kind of thrown together, oh, uh, Brian Blade's wanting to team up with Vinnie Lee Glamrock. They need opponents. Well, the Steven Zander McIntosh has been kind of getting involved with stuff that Levi McDaniel and Van Johnson's been doing. So let's, let's put them against us and see how it goes. And then you guys win on and win the tag team titles, and then you've been unstoppable since... I remember Brian Blade was on this podcast earlier this year when you guys were getting ready for your tag team title match, and he's like, what have they ever even done? Have mm-hmm. they even won a match? What have they done to get a tag team title match? Well, you won said tag team title match, and... Yeah, unstoppable to say the least. Ever since then,
0: you know, we we haven't lost the titles yet. You know, maybe maybe there's a controversy there on on how we won, but we have not lost the titles. You know, it's really nice to see um, how Xander has progressed and how much he has grown as not only as a person but as a as a professional wrestler. I just see um, him he's improving a lot. Um, I was really proud of him of him for um, a, an Arkansas show that we have that we drove down to we, we, I can just see how, how invested he is. And I, I couldn't be any, any more prouder than that.
1: No, absolutely. And I mean, uh, so yeah, so last November I work at TAPW show with Xander McIntosh. He's in a tag team match. In that tag team match was a man named spider. And so Xander McIntosh gets an invite from there. Hey, come down to Arkansas, check out this promotion. He goes down there. He loves it. Comes back. He's getting ready to do another show, and he opens opens the door up for anybody who wants to join him. Again, you, despite uh, actually, I didn't think you guys were tag team champions at that point yet. I could be wrong. No, nope, but I don't um, think so. but you didn't know Xander McIntosh very well. I do know that, mm-hmm. and you're like, this is an opportunity. It's another state. It's another promotion. Why not? And so you went down there. And what has what has those Arkansas that Arkansas. Pr- Promotion and other promotions down there meant to you since then.
0: So yeah, I went down to a um company called Down South Championship Wrestling, had to prove myself up against another promoter for South Central Wrestling, his name's El Ray. Um faced him, um crowd you know, I worked the crowd over and everything like that. And then I met um Varick Vane. He's the he's one of the mm-hmm. uh his name's Spider Varek Vane Spider, I'm, I don't know where the spider goes at, but anyways, I met him and we kind of just clicked it off right away. And in fact, like I'm, would consider him a really a really great friend as well. Um, unfortunately, we had to face each other in a SCW match, and it was really good. I really liked that match actually. But anyways, um, and he was 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 great. He he trusted me. He put me over. Um, he said that you know. I I did exactly what I needed to do. I got the crowd over. I, I sold right and everything. So he asked me to come back, and it's kind of all down there from uh, all downhill from there. Um, I mean, and now there's about four different promotions in Arkansas that's asking me to to, to come back. There and, you go. You're expanding.
1: Yep. Now off the record, but you said you you've gotten to be pretty close to him. Uh, one thing anybody who ever even remotely listens to Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast knows. One thing I never shut up about on this podcast, I have to bring up all the time, and I'm bringing it up here, is the Jericho Cruise. And you've been on a couple Jericho Cruises with me. You know how the Jericho Cruise works. It's two. Do you think that the Jericho Cruise, let's talk about Spider specifically, do you think it would be a good atmosphere for him to enjoy?
0: Well, that's something to be looking forward to in 2024, because there is five alive. There might be a spot. Or a Varic Spider Vein, maybe in a cabin of two thirds of the best friends that anyone could
1: have. I mean I guess that's all we could ask for, right? Let's we'll so, see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the o fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.
1: And speaking of reflections, there's of course, there's a lot of many positive reflections, as we will keep talking about throughout this episode, but... Uh, where there was a lot of good in wrestling in twenty twenty three, we also it was it was a devastating year for the pro wrestling community as we lost quite a number of names throughout the years of uh, throughout the year. Um, in no particular order, And I, I tried to give as many names as I could. I might be missing one or two here and there, but it all started with Jay Briscoe. We lost the Genius Lanny Poffo. Uh, the Iron Sheik, Superstar Billy Graham, Bushwhacker Butch, Draws, Jerry Jarrett, Mike Halleck, better known as Mantar, General Adnan, and then, of course, Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. Such a devi- devastating year um, in the pro wrestling community, especially, again, you know, it, it, I think, and I've talked about before how much it hit me with uh, Jay Briscoe's passing, with Bray Wyatt's passing. Uh, the Sieve, do you have any thoughts on the subject at this time?
0: You know, life starts and begins and life has to end. <clears throat> Sometimes people are pulled from us too soon and some have an excellent life. Yeah, death is really a hard thing um, and people grieve really differently. Um, we all grieve our own separate ways, and this year was a rough year of people that we lost. And you know, rest in heaven, rest in peace to all those that we have we we have
1: lost this year. Thank you. I, I also want to take you know, I gave him a podcast episode too, but I want to you know just give one more shout out to my friend Riley Costello, who was the most recent death I had to deal with, um, who I, I lost connection with over the years. Shares a birthday with you. Hmm. Um, I, as I found out on his last birthday and kind of a hit with reality moment, but, um, gone way too soon, 32 years old, almost 33. And, uh, um, yeah, I, I still, I wish nothing but the best for, you know, his family and his close friends and his fiance at this time. Um, but yeah. Um, and
0: then also my, my, uh, my wrestling trainer, his brother passed away this year as well. So um, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Very uh, much so. Bill
0: Chafin, William Chafin. Yeah. Um, Please was,
1: give him a tribute a little bit. Yeah,
0: after. he was a great family man. He, oh, man, I remember him <laughs> helping us. I used to live with him. Um, he he took me under his wing as somebody who you know <laughs> he would he would cook for us. He would push push me, motivate me as best as I can. We stayed in touch. Um, that one that one hurt me a lot um, this year. Like I said, a lot of deaths this year. Uh, it's been crazy up and downs, even with my dad. You know, we didn't know how that was going to be like for a while there. Fortunately, he's pulling through. So um, just uh, take the opportunity in 2024 to reach out to your loved ones and and don't stop saying that you love them too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Gone but never forgotten. Not your dad, but yes. like all those other names. Um, yeah. Absolutely, I couldn't have said it any better myself. So I'm not going to. Um,
0: I hear you have a couple questions. Hey, 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 yes, yes, yes. Let me take
1: charge in this now. Okay. I'm going to be a smaller co-host. I, I gosh, I let you co-host this podcast <laughs> one time in 2023, and now you have a, all sense of entitlement
0: here. This, well, so here's here's a scenario. We are on reflections. It can't just be about the sieve. As much as I want it to be about the sieve. You are one of my best friends so I also want to have reflections of Caddy Chat a Wrestling talk podcast because you've had a great year as well have you not
1: Yeah it's it's been a roller coaster of a year but there's been a lot of highs in that roller coaster and a lot of great enjoyment on the ride um you know because there there were some down times and there's you know shout out to one third of the three best friends that anybody could have the Sieve, who uh who when I was in a slump and I just needed to take a break and I announced my hiatus for a little while, and you said, "Hey, um, but you keep, you pride yourself on how active this podcast is. How can it be active if you're not if you're taking a hiatus?" And then <laughs> we came out with the tag team tournament that you hosted, and um, went on from there. But it was it was still you know. And I was looking at a list of a lot of the podcast episodes that we did have in 2023. The very first. 2023 episode I believe that I had was uh, where uh, Taron and Dez from the Taron and Dez show came Ooh. on for kind of a crossover and um, um and just uh, many shenanigans and fun we had there. And so many, it was, I met him in November, but then um, Lu- Coach Luis Cabero came on and at the time, and I haven't checked stats lately, but had the most downloads and for his episode. That was a very successful episode. And it was, it was great to see, uh, the attraction that got, uh, one episode I was really looking forward to doing for almost the entire time. I was doing Caddy chat, wrestling talk podcast. And I even brought back Facebook live to have chief at on, uh-huh. um, reflecting on his legendary career. I did a special leading up into that point where everyone I talked to on the podcast about chief prior to then, um, you know, got to share a reflection. I put a compilation of all those together and then had Chief on the next week. And, uh, oh man, I, I cannot say enough good things about Chief Atacula, and, uh, very, very respected uh, in the wrestling business. And, um, and so, so many other names. You know, we, we went international a few times. We had my, uh,
0: this is the world-renowned <laughs> yeah. Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast.
1: We went international, baby. We did. Uh, my friend Michael Wheeler, who used to be on the KLIN news team here, and uh, he then moved to England. He went to the All-In pay-per-view at Wembley, and so he came on to Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast. So it was the furthest away guest I had for about a week. And then my friend Sam Moonbeam, Sam Moonbeam Davidson, from Australia, came on, uh, I believe it was the next week, and uh, set set yet a new world record, or not world record, but Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast record for for this guest. Uh, Dean Midgley came on to introduce the uh, best of 2023 pro wrestling episode I did with Des Lorraine and Taryn, they're both in Canada. That's still another country, right? So uh, a lot of... International Flavors came on into Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. And, of course, one successful episode I had, despite my grievances toward this individual, is Christian Temple himself made his Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast debut. And, honestly, it was a very fun episode, despite the the beef him and I had. A legend, Austin Storm, came on. Uh And, oh, man, so many good stories in that Austin Storm interview. Um, you know, and you know, I tried to, tried to give as much wrestling flavor as I could. You know, give a shout out to my friends Mongo and Emily from Cruising with Kayfabe and the crossover work we did, and some memorable tournaments that I've done. You were on, uh, well, you hosted the tag team tournament. Co-host, co-host. Yeah, there you go. Um, I
0: don't want to take all the credit. (laughs) Brian Blade
1: came on to say that he thought Hulk Hogan was the greatest wrestler of all time in the tournament Mm -hmm. he was in no spoilers (laughs) mongo from cruising with kayfabe we did the you helped me plan this the greatest intercontinental champion of all time that was a fun episode uh but i i still want to get many as many personalities on here so we had a referee with referee rudy diamond Mm -hmm. came on that was a fun episode and then i did end up having to take a break um not it was something I, i was dealing with and and uh I didn't like plan it. It just kind of happened. And then when I was ready to come back to Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast, I was forced to take a break because we were getting a whole new equipment here in the KLIN studio where I do this podcast uh, recording. And we came back with a very, very successful episode with Billy Peck. Uh Um, Of course, known for ring announcing and and the work he's done with the major wrestling figure podcast and and with Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. Uh, So, yeah, it's been a very, very good year. Uh, with, and
0: and where are you at on on episodes right now at forty seven
1: um so this is uh episode number sixty four altogether of uh, this episode we 're doing right now the very first episode we did in twenty twenty three was episode number seventeen wow so this is uh we did forty seven episodes That's crazy. in twenty twenty three um because obviously this one 's airing january first so <laughs> <laughs> shout out to twenty twenty four and the big year to come but um yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. The blind eliminator that was one very fun episode with me. I had Jamal Gary on. He was on here a couple different times, but the blind eliminator forbidden door tournament, all AEW and WWE names paired together randomly at the draw of a hat, and so uh, saw some very interesting tag team combinations to say the very least. Uh, but a, a very fun episode. I, I love doing those tournaments. I think uh-huh. I'm gonna do some more in 2024 too because. Well, I mean, I've already announced one. Jesse Escoville will come back sometime probably in 2024 after he watched from every episode of WCW Nitro from January of 1997 to the very end in 2001. Um, and we, we had an episode talking about that. So we're going to do a WCW classic via the podcast and bring back Battle Bowl nice. featuring WCW names where I'm going to literally draw... Names out of a hat and turning into, you know, we will be what, eight tag team matches turning into a 16 man battle Royal. And we're going to go over the order of who gets eliminated in that. That'll be fun preview of what's to come. Um, and then, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to come up with crazy tournament ideas some more on this podcast, but it's been a lot of fun.
0: Nice. Well, speaking of fun, what would you say is your most favorite episode of caddy chat so oh, far this man. year?
1: I don't know. Oh, and that was the, the other one we did. Sorry, I i don't know if I'd say it was my favorite, but we did a roundtable, the the um, Dream Matches Forbidden Door Tournament, or not tournament, pay-per-view that we put together. It was Zach Wiestewald, uh Marcus Jones, formerly known as Wicked Smiler, and of course, my friend, uh-huh. Captivating Alan Lyric, all WWE versus AEW Dream Matches, and just putting together a pay-per-view card. That was a lot of fun, too. Um, honestly, I think... The tournament episodes usually go down as some of my favorites just because you really don't know what to expect in those right. or how things are going to be drawn. You know, we did our tag team tournament where I didn't know any of the teams you picked. I and, didn't know either. Well, I well, mean I knew the
0: the teams but, but I didn't know who they were going against.
1: Well, yeah, and that that's that's the fun aspect of it too is not I mean, we would draw right at that moment uh-huh. and uh but um I think in a lot of ways when it came to the tournaments, probably my favorite tournament was the Forbidden Door, Blind Eliminator Tournament, I did with Jamal Gary. And just because there's so many variables in that to, to keep up with. And, uh, like, man, you had to have a wild imagination mm-hmm. for all these tag team matches of four individuals in a lot of ways. Um, but, I, I honestly, Chief had was a Kula Kula was a huge highlight for me as well. And just because I, I wanted to do so much with that episode. And I'll bring Chief back on, too. Um, so, yeah, so many. But those those are... Definitely a couple of the highlights for sure for me. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if I want to say a favorite, favorite episode because I, I have enjoyed most every episode we've done. But those were some of those that really stood out.
0: So wh- what do you feel like is your biggest accomplishment in 2023 for Johnny Cadillac yourself and for Caddy Chat, a wrestling talk
1: podcast? Well, if we're talking Johnny Cadillac himself. You know, I'm a former champion. I won. Oh,
0: my goodness. I, I, I had to bring it I, up.
1: I, hey, we want to talk about 2023. <laughs> 2023 saw Johnny Cadillac. And honestly, the Steve, I have you to give a lot of credit for. Because ultimately, I was going to Savage Anarchy Wrestling out in Ohio to just enjoy a wrestling show, enjoy an indie show. And to, it, was a, it was a benefit show for my friend Chief out of Kula Kula which was what was most important to me. And so I wanted to see the atmosphere out there and be able to benefit my, my friend chief had a cool, cooler. Well, you got a spot on the card and, um, <clears throat> I want, I want to give you credit because you know, the package deal that we always talked about throughout the year. And it was very much so a, a case in, in Ohio where Johnny Cadillac had the Billy Jean continental championship over my shoulder. Oh my! God. And, goodness. um, so shout-out to Savage Anarchy Wrestling, and it was a lot of fun. That whole show and everything about just that trip with uh, shout-out to Van Johnson and his and his wife, Brandy, for just the, the trip we had there and a lot of fun we had. But, um, yeah, and I, I'm no longer the Billie Jean Continental Champion. I gave that title back to Lockdown, um, who I believe, well, now, I'm not gonna talk any more about that, but uh it was still it was still a memorable moment for me it, to think because I don't get in the ring and I didn't get in the ring there. And I'm not gonna talk about the shenanigans that went on that <laughs> made me a champion. But needless to say, I didn't necessarily earn the gold. But um it was still it was it was a, a deal for me. I mean it's a bigger deal for you being a tag team champion for most <laughs> of the year. But I mean you and I remember just talking to uh Ed and Danica Dodson and and just saying like great people Great yeah people. oh absolutely and just how different that was for me and they they see me ring announce in uh in elgin illinois when i worked with eric bischoff a couple a uh, year and a half ago so they were familiar with johnny cadillac and he's like oh but th- you've done this lots of times i said i've never really been involved in the main event like that like they they entrusted me in such a small role but to be involved in that the main event of that show and i tell you what the weirdest thing for me in that show something you're used to i'm not used to being in a locker room for an entire wrestling show <laughs> i'm true. used to being out there and seeing the action so working a show and not really seeing any of the action and and then you're used to coming back and asking me to how my match look and you had a big casket match that night and did. you did ask me i was like yeah i didn't see any of it <laughs> like <laughs> um and because yeah and that, that was the weirdest feeling for me like, knowing I wasn't g- coming out until the main event, nobody there knew who I was. It's kind of and- boring, isn't
0: it? What's that? It's kind of boring just sitting there waiting.
1: Well, waiting. <laughs> yes and no, but like, well, it's like you-, you get to talking to some of the boys in the back, yeah. but then they have their matches to get out yep. for. Yep. And then, like, you know, there's a couple bloody matches that night, and then you come back and you see these guys just gushing in blood and like. And people
0: r- ripping their tights and everything.
1: Oh, shout out to my friend, The Sieve, who <laughs> may or may not have done just that. <laughs>
0: Uh, that was fun. But yeah,
1: summer. it was a it was it was a good year. And you know, I mean, um, the I I give the Lincoln Nebraska crowd so much crap, and they they put me through hell <laughs> as a ring announcer and commissioner in those uh, those Lincoln Nebraska shows. And I give it right back to them. But honestly, it was a year that I never thought that I'd look in a crowd. And see Johnny Cadillac's names on <laughs> name on signs, and like because MWA doesn't really bring they hadn't really brought signs to the shows, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden there's a section of fans, and I'm not going to give them any more light than I've already given them th- uh, just now, but they had a bunch of signs, and Johnny Cadillac's name was on just about all of them, and I was like, okay, this is different, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and you know, and it was a good reaction. It was they were very. Offensive signs to me, and I want to set the record st- straight, as you know, that Johnny Cadillac does have friends. He does, he but, definitely has. Friends. I mean, and it, but it set a precedence, like, because now it's, it's starting to become the norm that people are bringing signs to MWA. Uh-huh. One idiot in that crowd who had these Johnny Cadillac bashing signs, well, at least was intelligent enough to also have a sign saying, the seed for U.S. president, yeah. and
0: on my run twenty twenty
1: four. There you go. But it was still, it was like I don't know. I mean, because I I've been I've been the bad guy in MWA for a while. Mm-hmm. I've you know I've had a rocky relationship with the fans for quite a while. But it was a whole new flavor for me in twenty twenty three than I was ever used to before, and it's been a lot of fun. But speaking of you know ring announcer, that's that's one highlight for you. I don't know if you want to relive this as well, but at least how it came about, Thanks. you're shortly in back into your return. You're in McCook, Nebraska. You go up against Drasic in the opening match. The loser has to <laughs> ring announce the rest of the show. And I didn't see the match. But i have on good authority that somehow Drasic got his hand raised at the end. He did. And you, uh, you brought a different kind of twist to being a ring announcer
0: you know i'm just a jack of all trades that's what i what i try to do you know good at but uh yeah every single time that uh <laughs> i went back to uh to uh to go ring announce um i went backstage and i put on a a different <laughs> garment of clothing i had a jacket i had um <laughs> you know pants or whatever that i had put over my tights i think i put on my watch at one point i put on my glasses <laughs> at one point or something like that but every single time i went back um, During a match, <laughs> I just kept on, I came right. out with something different. Um,
1: and didn't you kind of win the crowd over by the end of that show? I like, did. at least from a ring announcer standpoint? I, I did.
0: I told the crowd, I said, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I had a tie, too, that I
0: brought. <laughs> uh, again, Reflections, 2023. Johnny, you didn't answer my question, though. What about Caddy Chat Wrestling Top Podcast? What's the biggest ac- accomplishment
1: for that? I mean, the fact is, kept going, really. Um, I mean, it's it's. I continue to have names lining up wanting to be on. I'm continuing to get new ideas. Um, the honestly, so I will. I've I've spoke about it on this show before, and I'll, I'll. I had a huge opportunity last April, where it was looking like I was actually going to get a couple WWE names on mm-hmm. on this podcast to promote a uh, an episode of SmackDown that was coming to Lincoln, and obviously that was huge for me, and I'm not going to talk about the names because that's not important. Opportunity fell through, and they really do say when one door closes and another door opens, and um, it, it, I tried my best to stay professional through it, and I, I think I did, um, but it was a downer moment like to just hear, hey, they said no, and you, you, you never want to hear that, especially when, and I want, <clears throat> I didn't want to give my hopes up on it in the first place. But then you know you still had some expectations, and, and then you find out, oh, sorry, not this time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, what do I do now? And I just went down to Junction City, Kansas, and uh, worked a TAPW show down there. And This was
0: right after Luis was on, is y- that correct?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, actually, at that point, uh, Coach Luis had been on, and Eric Woodard, formerly known as Eric Fantabulous, had also come on. And, you know, they're familiar with uh with Eric Woodard down there and, and some of the work he's done. And I had some of Luis's students. It started off, you know, um, Ty W. Manchester and a couple others. Were like, hey, by the way, awesome podcast. I, I I like the work you're doing on it. And then um, Irea Creed, who I didn't ever have any interaction with prior to then, comes up to me after a show and says, are you Johnny Cadillac? And I said, yeah. He goes, hey, just want to give a shout, or say, awesome job with your podcast. I had no idea who this guy was. Uh-huh. And he just says, I listen to it every week, I and I, I hopefully he doesn't mind me saying this. He told me, and it really hit me, that he has a friend who's blind. Wasn't born blind. He lost his vision somewhere down the line. Who, somehow he introduced his friend to Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. He's like, my friend is even bigger fan of the podcast than I am. He's always asking me when is Johnny Cadillac having a new episode of Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast, I, and all well, at the same time uh, on Monday. And and he said, and the reason why, because you know, it's not. I don't want to put the emphasis on the fact that the guy is blind, but he said, it was really important to, for him to tell me he's blind, but he can visualize what you're talking about on the podcast, and which is what meant so much, why it means so much to him. And that meant the world to me. And it came at the absolute right time. And honestly, if, if given those circumstances, I think that was the biggest shining moment for me with caddy chat, wrestling talk podcast mm-hmm. in 2023, because it came at the right time. I mean, I was I'm not going to say I was ready to throw in the hat, but I was like, okay, what am I going to do now?
0: Yeah. You were so Where, down and you were, you were, kind where's of my motivation. Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, and that gave me all the motivation I needed right there,
0: yeah yeah that's that's i mean it, it could not have came out of the best time for you and 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 I felt like that was really a good motivator for you i I really do like I remember how how how- maybe depressed was is the wrong word you were down it,
1: you, it definitely had me down for sure like
0: like like i I feel like you were you were pretty hyped up for that, and then suddenly it it was pulled out you know right up right from under you and felt like you didn't know where you wanted to go after that i felt like you didn't know what Catty chat was going to do after that
1: yeah and i knew i had to keep it going but you,
0: you you did but also i felt like you also you you felt like maybe you know maybe it's run its course maybe it was you know maybe maybe you should slow things down but then right when you went down there everyone was saying oh man i listened to the podcast i listened to the podcast and then whenever um whenever he's mentioned about you know the blind dude like that that just hits you right there and you're like, Man, what I'm doing is special. Yeah. What I'm doing, people actually recognize. People know. People want to be on it. And then, like you said, it just came at the right time because it just you know, maybe call it, you know, call it God or whatever you want to call it. Gave you that extra oomph. Like, we're not quitting. <laughs> we're not yeah. stopping. We're not we're not doing doing that right now. So I I really I really like that story because it's it's really you know some people just don't understand you know what we do in the entertainment business and, and the podcast business like you do. you know people like you know people that are go, that, that go to professional wrestling shows, they want to escape reality, right? Yeah, they want to be entertained, they want to be you know they want to forget about work, they want to forget about their, their home lives. they want to be entertained for you know three hours, you know sometimes I just got to remember that too. You know, sometimes I want to. You know, I feel like I need to quit or whatever. But the tour deceive (laughs) needs to continue (laughs) to going for those for those people that go go to the shows.
1: And uh, I'm gonna turn this back to you now because um, you, uh, many people don't know this, but you help way more than people realize Um, behind the scenes. And like honestly, you you had visions come to life, and you got together with MWA management, and you're like, hey. This, these are the things I think can make MWA look. Uh, let's focus on Lincoln. What can make MWA look better? Uh-huh. We have a screen. We have music videos, and yeah, honestly, shout out to Xander McIntosh, the other third of the three best friends anybody can have, because I know he's worked with you quite a bit. Uh-huh. But just the production element, you know, um, the flyers and so much, and you know the hype packages and everything. MWA looks a lot different right now than it did a year ago uh-huh. at this time, uh-huh. and for the better. And, and I'm, I don't want to give you all the credit, but I know you, you've, been, you've been very helpful to the MWA board of directors. And uh, so I want to give you kudos for that. <laughs> and you're over there clearly humble about this whole thing. Yeah. Like I'm not making it about you, and I'm not saying it was all you, but you were a tremendous help in all of that. And, and I think MWA is looking so much better as a result.
0: I I just wanted to help, you know. I just wanted to put out there and, and, you know, give out ideas. You know, I'm here in Lincoln. You know, some of the board, the managers uh, and the board of directors, they're not in Lincoln all the time, you know. So I'm like, hey, what can I do to help out? You know, anything I can do to help out just to make the product look better. Because not only are my friends and family coming to see, you know, me wrestle, I want them to see and experience a really good show. And, I don't know, I just... (laughs) I don't know. It's it is kind of cool. I, yeah. I I like it. I, I I mean I like to do. it. I like to help out. And like I said, I want I want to make the MWA you know the best that it can.
1: And, be. and you're not looking for a thanks. No. I mean, you were rolling your eyes when I started bringing it up. That <laughs> yeah. says something. You're not looking for a thanks. You're not looking for extra money. It's just you you want to make the product as best as it can be. Yeah. Simple as that. Simple as that. And uh, so let's let's look to the future. It, it all starts January nineteenth. The MWA Rumble. I can let you know that you are not. Entry number two this time in the MWA Rumble, but you are in the MWA Rumble. Yep. And it's, it's a big deal. This time you had to pay your own $100 entry fee. I, d- I couldn't cover that for you this time. Sure. But um, uh, going into the Rumble, going into 2024, uh, what what can the crowd, what can the fans around the country uh, look for when it comes to the eve?
0: Well, technically it starts on the sixth of January. I okay. have one more booking before the nineteenth right. um in Omaha, Nebraska. But however, uh yes, it, it I mean the tour deceive is continuing. Um I got multiple bookings. I have about already thirty bookings already in twenty twenty four. It's looking like a really positive year. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited I think I'm wrestling um, in because I think you've actually confirmed me in for the MWA Rumble. Is yep. that correct?
1: Uh, you've been announced and everything. You're and, in it,
0: and then also I have, have another
1: big match that the night The main too.
0: event, I would assume, because of course I'm in it, <laughs> is <laughs> me and uh, Levi McDaniel. Which is crazy for you to announce I'm that. Sorry, that is like like because I tag with Xander. That's my partner, but, but you, he's you, still another member of of Doomsday. He is, least. but me and Xander, we have the most, you know. Uh, chemistry together but but it 's okay. me and Levi will get the job done against the the buffoons uh, of of the former doomsday member of van Johnson and the m w a champion Brian blade.
1: I mean, you want to talk about a team that 's not too familiar with each other as far as teaming together. Mm-hmm. I don't think Van Johnson and Brian Blade have ever been a team. You know, they've they've been on opposite ends of the ring lots of times, multiple times. And I mean, you—they're not going to get along. I mean, they're not going to be able to get along. Yeah, well, and you as as a mem- as an invested member of Doomsday, like, well, you have animosity. You've always had animosity with Brian Blade, Van Johnson, former member of Doomsday, um, not. Not so good waters with Van Johnson and the rest of you guys anymore. It Should be an incredible tag team match to say the least. Again, like
0: it's going to be a great night. I I feel like we've got a lot, a lot at stake in this in this night. Um, we're, we're we're looking to bring in a lot of people for the MWA Rumble from from what I've talked to with the board of directors, and uh, this is going to be a great night of wrestling. Again, Lincoln's so hot right now, and we're, and we're we're going to just build off of this momentum. It's going to be a great night and a great year a great 2000 you know 24 there's big things in store for the tour Deceive. um i don't know if i've told you this or not i think i was trying to save it for the podcast i might have let it slip but there's there's a possibility of the sieve Going international as well, just like the podcast went international. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. And not only that, but going overseas as in uh you know, a country that is not connected to North America <laughs> or South America. Um but yeah, so I'm really excited for those opportunities. I'm you know, a couple goals that I have in mind, you know, are, are I wanna work, you know, still all fifty states. Um, obviously I wanna work internationally and work outside of the uh United States. Um, and just work for more companies. And
1: there's, there's a couple questions I have for you kind of in closing. Number one, there is one other friend of mine I know who has a similar goal, working off – I mean, I'd like to work all 50 states. Uh-huh. I think that's a common goal. But one person who I think is at 35 states, hoping by the end of 2024 to make it to maybe 40 to 42 states, um, do you have any sort of opinion on this wrestler, Cheeseburger? Oh,
0: Cheeseburger. From Ring of Honor. I've heard so much about this guy. If he wants to try to work in, in Nebraska, I'll tell you right here, right now, he's going to have to get through the sieve. And I'll oh. tell you that right now. If he wants to work a match in Nebraska, come at me. I will put you in a match with myself, I'll I'll I'll, I'll make a promotion, <laughs> so that I can get Cheeseburger over here, man. I'll tell you that right now. But Cheeseburger, everything that I've heard, I've met the dude. Great guy. He's he's really nice, but he he he's gonna have to work for that match in in Nebraska with me. I'll tell you. He, that he'd right be now.
1: going into your world if that yes if that can work
0: out. The, the, I, they don't call me Mister Nebraska for nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And then, okay, so one thing we do know for sure, you are in the MWA Rumble, January 19th, Lincoln, Nebraska. Can you please assure I know you have every intention of winning the whole thing. Um, you put in $100. You, you have to literally put your money where your mouth is. But can you make me a promise on your on your way to doing just that or making sure Doomsday gets the win or whatever, can you at least assure me that neither Christian Temple or Kenny Zombie Jones, entry numbers one and two. Can you please assure me that neither one of them even stand a chance in this thing, Johnny?
0: They're entrance one and entrance two. Okay, I can tell you right now they are not gonna get to the end. With who all have you announced for 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 Doomsday in uh, in the Rumble?
1: All all four members, other Dave Sullivan, Dave Sullivan. I you know. I don't know if he'd want to get involved, but you know, including Moose, Monsoon, the Sieve, Xander McIntosh, Levi McDaniel, and Moose, all entered into the MWA Rumble. There's no way. I mean, I mean, because it, it will come down to
0: the last four: Xander, me, and Levi, and Moose. And we'll, we'll see what happens after that. But there's no, there's, there's no way you can get through Doomsday, and that, that's, that's, that's just a fact.
1: There you go. Um, that's really all I have. Is there any other shout outs, thoughts, whatever that you'd like to share to wrap up this podcast this evening? Um,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll take a plug at my website, www. <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
1: wait, 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 we're talking about 2023 yep. reflections. That was a huge
0: deal that for you. That was a, that's a huge deal for me as well. I made, I made, I made new t-shirts. I made a new website. Um, yeah, yeah, com. that has my tour deceive on there. It has galleries, it has pictures and videos, it has the sieve shop on there. It's a uh, that's uh that was a lot of work, but I uh, yeah, I completed that. Um yeah, it's just I'm really looking forward to 2024. Like I said, I've already got 30 bookings already signed up trying to go international. Just um you know, I've I've I kind I've accomplished the things and the goals that I wanted to for 2023, and I'm, I'm I've, I I try to set those goals down as as low as I can, so then they can at <laughs> least get accomplished. Um, and and those those goals for 2023 have all been completed. I wanted to I wanted to work for most of the major promotions in Nebraska, or at least the three you know the two in Omaha, Magnum, PWP, and for MWA. Yep. Um, and PWP was the only one that I was missing for that, um, so I was able to achieve that goal. Um, I, I, the first re- resolution that I wanted was to go back to the to the ring. I achieved that goal. I wanted to become a champion. Achieved that goal. And I wanted to work in mo- more stages and more promotions, and I achieved those goals. Go. And I achieved the fifty matches. Well, so.
1: let's let's. I, there's two things I want to say in closing. Number one. Uh, you have some championship gold around your waist. Maybe let's get a singles title around let's, your waist too. Oh, let's do it. I mean, I think that's that's an achievable gold goal for sure. And I will, I will, you know, I will um, retain
0: that championship in every <laughs> match, every state that I can. And I will become a singles champion. That's maybe that's that, I like that goal.
1: Like and I just want to, full disclosure. Any especially promoters I'm not familiar with. If you stumbled across this episode of Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast. Um, and you're interested in bringing in a ring announcer and Johnny Cadillac, you want to see what I can provide. Um, aside from what that clip I played at the beginning of this episode, I want to say that though I can take bookings individually just as the Sieve can as well, we are a package deal too. If you want to sign Johnny Cadillac, you should look into signing the Sieve for your promotion as well. And I'm sure you'd be all for it, the Sieve.
0: Package deal, baby. You and me and Xander as well. You know we can do car rides. We can we can pack up the car as much as we can with 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 talent. And just like you can get booked, I can get booked. Now I'll, I'll say that I have a ring announcer or somebody that's looking to you know get into management and stuff like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, the see C- this was a lot of fun today. Thank you for coming on. The loved Chat Wrestling talk and podcast. it's uh, is it almost midnight here.
0: Uh, Almost, almost. Almost 2024. It's been such a crazy, crazy, (laughs) crazy, crazy crazy year. Looking forward to 2020.
1: Cheers to the year that 2023 was. Bigger cheers to the year that 2024 will become. This was another episode of Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Cadillac. Special thanks again. Shout out to my best friend, The Sieve. Thank you for coming on today. And happy new year.